Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. Eugenia here. Um, so we'd recorded an amazing ep- episode. It's only to fall prey to technical issues. I know. <laughs> we we tried our darndest to recapture the magic. So if things sound a little wonky, <laughs> that's why. Um, but we hope you enjoy the episode anyways. And remember, always update your software. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Take two. Take two. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Eugenia. And Toya. And welcome back to Woke Doctor Who. Hi, everyone. (laughs) You have joined us again for a very fun episode. Fun being in quotation marks, because what is fun for me and Eugenia is ripping into our favorite show. (laughs) (laughs) So you have clicked on a very fun episode about the Rosa episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, Eugenia and I, being a black woman and a Chinese woman who loves black people, <laughs> kind of knew coming into this that we probably were not going to be as effusive about this episode as we've seen some others be. Um, and unfortunately, we were right. Yeah. Um, I knew that... If I saw something that was about black people, that non-black people, particularly white people, were very much in favor of, it was probably not going to be something I loved. Um, so if you follow us on Twitter, and we encourage you to do so, you can find us at Woke Doctor Who. <laughs> if you follow us on Twitter, you will see that uh, Eugenia and I tweeted a little bit about how we feel about the episode. And one of the things I had said was, I can always tell the difference between art that is made for black people and art that is made about black people for white folks consumption. And that this episode is clearly the latter. Yeah. Um, yes, we know that it was created, written by a black woman which we will get into in a minute. Um, But still, there are clear differences about art made for white folks consumption. So that's kind of what we think (laughs) about this episode um, to begin with, is that it is uh, about ostensibly about a black person or about a black movement um, that seeks to explain black people to white people. Right. So before we dig into the 
we don't love this so much. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk about the pros. Yes. Okay. So let's begin with Jodi. We're still loving her as the doctor. We love her. Ooh, my voice went crazy there. She really loves her. (laughs) Yeah. We've been eating pizza, you guys. So (laughs) forgive us. Um, Yes, we still love her. Um, It's so nice to see, to feel inspired by the doctor again Mm -hmm. and to see the doctor be inspired by the people around her. Yes. Um, We haven't seen this for a while. Yes. It seems that... Jody has such a a joy and exuberance in the part of playing the doctor so that the doctor feels like she is once again really loving traveling throughout the universe. Yeah. Um she's loving being surrounded by another family, a TARDIS team. Um and so it makes us feel better about it, really. Yeah. You know, it has brought some of the joy and the fun back into Doctor Who for me yes. as a viewer. So we are still very much loving Jody as our new Doctor. We are thumbs up on the casting um, yes. of Rosa. And even though I found out that the actress who plays her is young, like was born in like 1985 or something. <laughs> but she's a great actress. Um, I recognize her from Sherlock Eugenia recognized her from actually uh, several seasons ago in Doctor Who, Who. which I laughed and was like, great, because they only have like (laughs) 50 British actors or something in there. They're like over and over and over again. (laughs) But yes, so she was very good um, casting as Rosa. We are thumbs up on the season so far. So yay for that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, We're actually liking the season. We are very, very excited to see the first black woman writer on Doctor Who. Yeah. It is pitiful that it has taken this long in the show's history to get to this point. But we are very excited to have a black female writer of this episode. Yes. So, yay. Okay. Even though we'll talk a little later about the nuances in that. But yay for the first black woman writer of an episode. And huge applause for Tosin Cole in the part of Ryan, who is doing some great work this season um, and who was highlighted in this episode and really was beautiful. Like he did, he did beautiful work in this episode. Mm -hmm. So we want to give a round of applause to him um, throughout the season, but particularly in this episode. So yay Yay. to all of those things. Those are the yays. Applause. Yeah. High fives and mm-hmm. thumbs up mm-hmm. for those. That's yes. about where this ends. Okay. <laughs> so if you only wanted to hear the positive things we had to say about this episode, bye. Bye. The rest of you <laughs> <laughs> who would like to dig into what we really think about the episode, here's where it gets good. Yes. All right. So let's start with how interesting it is. To watch a British show try to delve into and explain an American story. Yeah. Um, and in particular, a black American story about racism. Not only is not only is the writer of the episode a she is a black woman, but she's a black British woman. So it's a Black British woman attempting to tell the story of a black American woman, Mm -hmm. which means she's kind of outside of it to some degree. 
But this is also a British show trying to tell an American story. Mm -hmm. And it's always kind of weird to see folks on the outside um, show us who they think we are. Right. Basically. And so it was very clear to me, if you had not known that Doctor Who was not an American show, if you saw this episode, it was very clear to me that this is not an American show because it was very much a let's try to understand what this means and explain it to other people who aren't going to understand what this means. Um, So that was kind of clear. Right. Yeah. Right. From the beginning. Yeah. And a lot of it is like, um, we've seen it before and we've, we've said before, what did we say? Tend your own garden. Yep. Sweep your own yard. <clears throat> Sweep your own yard. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's a little, um, it's a little disappointing to see mm. because um, when it comes down to it, we uh, we know that it's Doctor Who, right? Yep. And so we know that there are certain expectations mm-hmm. of this show that it is going to end on an uplifting note or we get the Capaldi's whole yep. run, you know? Yes. We want, we want this show to expand our horizons a little bit. So we already have that expectation that it's going to be a certain kind of way. And then we have an expectation that it's going to be, you know, at least well or honestly written. Yes. Um, and, you know, in writing classes, they always say, write what you know. Yes. You know? And so when you have someone writing in a realm that they just, you know, they did not, that has not been their lived experience, there's always going to be gaps. And the gaps in this one were gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> they were absolutely huge. And... um Ultimately, uh, they made it hard for women of color that mm-hmm. are American to watch. Yeah, yeah. It, it made it it made it really hard. And it made me think to myself, if you want to tell stories about racism, which, of course, are valid stories to explore if we're talking about history. Mm-hmm. Why are you not exploring the stories of racism in the British Empire? Right. Like, why are we not talking about racism in England? Because that's a very real thing that exists. So we have a Pakistani woman and a black man on the TARDIS team. We could really talk about the history of racism in England. And we could talk about what they're even experiencing in 2018. Right. That's a thing that we could really dig into if we want to tell the stories of racism. Somehow, though... Telling the story of racism equals let's go to the South in America and not even to America in 2018. Let's go back to 1955 in this particular moment in time um, to explore racism. And so this now feels like the racism episode of Doctor Who or like, you know, an after school special. Let's have a very special episode of Doctor Who. And it kind of feels like they're saying, okay, so we... We acknowledge racism. Mm-hmm. We've told the story of racism. Yeah, done and done. dusted. We're done. Yeah. We're good. Um, and that is, it's disappointing and it's, it's so reductive. It's right. so reductive. There's, it's not like this is a season about racism. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every episode is going to approach it from a different angle or that we're going to talk about racism through the ages or whatever else. That's not a thing that's going to happen. Like, we're going to talk about, kind of talk about racism in this one-off episode, and then we're going to move to something else. Right. You know? Right. And 
the the convenience of using a experience like a, a history like a moment in history that none of these people were part of is um it's it's honestly it's it speaks of a little bit of cowardice mm-hmm. because um you know we know from what ryan and uh yaz say that racism obviously of still course exists. it does yeah. yes and, and exists know, there yeah and we hear so often from white british people mm-hmm. that oh racism isn't really an issue here it's more of a class issue Issue. But then we hear from people of color in the UK and they say, no, 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 no absolutely. No. That race is an issue. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that we are hearing like about racism as something that affects other people. Yeah. You know, that, okay, so it affects these um, it's people an American here. Problem. Right. It's yeah. an American problem. Like, we're hearing that, okay, so we're hearing that in the episode that racism has affected both Yaz yes. and Ryan. Mm-hmm. But then we are not getting to explore that mm-hmm. and instead moving the goalposts to say, look, 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 here, this American thing that happened, we are going to use this to talk about modern racism, but not really, you know, offend the people that write our, write the, yes. the checks. Or the know? people who are watching. Or the people that are watching. Yeah. It just smacks of cowardice. Yeah, we're not going to make them uncomfortable. Right. Because, you know, racism is a thing that happened in the 50s. Right. Like, it's a thing we've already fought. And, and we won, won. No. because, you know, we can all sit wherever we want to on the bus now mm-hmm. um, as if that was number one, even the biggest thing that the civil rights movement was addressing. Right. And number two, as if being able to use the same facilities are the biggest part of ending racism to begin with. Right. You know, yeah, we can all sit wherever we want to on the bus nowadays that has not cured racism in our society not in america and not worldwide because racism is a thing that still exists worldwide and anti-blackness is a thing that exists worldwide and the bus boycott did not end those things and that's not to say that it wasn't important but it is a small part of a much larger history of the war against racism um, in this country and worldwide. Okay, so there's an assumption in this episode that Rosa, having been arrested and her arrest having led to the beginning of the Montgomery bus boycott, that we have arrived, that something has been achieved. Um, That was not anything that was you know a huge achievement now that's not to say that the montgomery bus boycott itself is not a major part of history and a major part of the civil rights movement but we're still fighting these same things these same battles in 2018 that folks were fighting in 1955 right right because laws have changed to some degree but laws don't change minds and they don't change hearts, right? Yes, it is important what was achieved there, but it is not, that was not an ending of anything. It wasn't even an ending for Rosa. Um, And they even say that her life was struggle from then on out. Like it didn't, it didn't make things rosy for Rosa (laughs) or for other black people um, in America or worldwide. Like, And so this episode 
kind of postures the Montgomery bus boycott as look what we did, you know, racism stops because in 50 years, they're even going to have a black president, you know, and the, and the thing that occurred to me was, yeah, and eight years after that, we're going to have Trump. Right. Right. Because minds and hearts have not changed that the people who were racist, when Barack Obama was elected, were even bigger racists at the end of his term. Right. Like they just waited and they organized yeah. together to make sure that that wasn't about to happen again anytime soon. And right. they have ushered in, which what something that seems to have set us back mm-hmm. to where we were during the time of the Montgomery bus boycott. Right. And now there are people out marching and fighting in the streets against racism again. Like, look, I'm from Baltimore. Baltimore went up in flames at the assassination of Dr. King Mm -hmm. back in the 60s. Same in D.C. too. Okay? Yeah. Baltimore just went up again a couple years ago. Yep. Because it ain't different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? It ain't different. That is not to say that nothing has changed, but it has not changed significantly enough Mm -hmm. where we can say, look at this thing we have all done. Right. So I'm not sure that Doctor Who is the place for this. Right. Um, And that's evidenced by the way they had the TARDIS team flitting about 1955 Montgomery, Alabama. And so even if we were willing to believe that Yaz and Ryan, who are young, look like they're in their early 20s, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we're willing to believe that they, it wouldn't have occurred to them how off this would have looked, we know it would have occurred to the doctor. Right. Who has been throughout time and space, who has seen the history of the United States, who Rosa Parks would not have been introducing the doctor to the story of Emmett Till. Right. The doctor would already know that story, right? The doctor would know what it means for two white people and two people of color to be walking down the street together in Montgomery, Alabama. She would have understood, Graham would have understood Mm -hmm. what it would mean to say that this black man is his grandson Mm -hmm. in 1955, Montgomery, Alabama. Um, It's no way in the world that the doctor, given all that she knows about the course of human history, would have taken the three of them into a restaurant and sat down and expected to be served as if nothing was weird. And I'm sure that even Ryan and Yaz would have said, this is not a good idea. This Mm -hmm. is not something we can do. Like it makes no sense. And it doesn't make any sense that Ryan, the black person out of the group, would be the one person who did not know who Rosa Parks was. Right. Right off the bat. Especially since we find out later into the episode that his nan idolized Rosa Mm -hmm. to the point where she had shirts with Rosa's name on it, to the point where she asked her white bus driver husband when he asked her out, are you anything like James Blake? The name of the man who was driving the bus from which Rosa was arrested. Which, by the way, I did not know his name, 
But Nan knew enough about Rosa's story to know that man's name intimately. Why would her grandson, who was so close to her in life, not have known immediately who Rosa Parks was and have started spewing all kinds of information about her? Right. Yet he had to be educated about her by two white people and a a young Pakistani woman. Right. He didn't know enough about the history of black people. Mm -hmm. So that those things just strike me as absurd. Yeah. Like, it's just not what would have happened. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And he clearly knows something about racism. Yeah. Like he talks about it. Yeah. Episode. So somehow he does not know this very pivotal moment that the show even couches as a very pitiful, a pivotal, pivotal moment <laughs> it was also like that thing that led up to it was pitiful right it was it was it was absolutely racism is pitiful and you know it's uh it's uncomfortable because it again as you've said centers white people mm-hmm. in this discussion about yeah. civil They're rights teaching for black a people. young black right. boy well he's not even a boy a young black man right about black history right like that does it doesn't make sense to me. Right. You know, that's something he would have learned from his nan. It's mm-hmm. something that he learned in school because Yaz brings that up. It it postures it postures Ryan as unintelligent. Yeah. As unaware of the history of black people worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um and Rosa Parks is not some obscure figure. You know, she's she's known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's an icon for a reason. Right. And so, yeah, Ryan be the one having Ryan be the one who didn't know about her is tomfoolery. Right. Um, and also this episode highlights how blatantly awful it is that Nan died in the first episode. Right. So here we have the TARDIS team meeting her idols. We have them dropping into a moment in history that would have affected Nan, did affect Nan so much emotionally and not have her around to meet these people. Right. You know, to have the black woman have died in order to serve the plot of this young black man becoming closer to this elderly white man. Mm -hmm. And just the problematic visuals of that um and all of the the openings that leaves for microaggressions and just discomfort and weirdness yeah right and we'll get into this as we continue to talk about the season but yeah the fact that ryan is completely separated from blackness Mm -hmm. that he has no community you don't see any black friends that doesn't mean he doesn't have any but we don't see any of them mm-hmm. um his mother dead mm-hmm. his grandmother dead his father not a part of his life on purpose yeah and so he's left to be surrounded by an elderly white man as his parental figure it is just it's just really it's really a bad look it's yeah. a bad look and and it highlights the complete absence of black women in this episode. Yeah. Aside from Rosa. I mean, of course we have Rosa herself, but where are the black women? Mm -hmm. Where are the black women who power the civil rights movement? Yeah. They created 
They power it, they fund it, they feed it. They're the foot soldiers of it. Where right. are they? You know, you see that little pitiful meeting mm-hmm. in her house that she had with, you know, like three black, three men in her, you know? And so all I'm thinking to myself is where are the meetings of hundreds of people gathered in a church, right? organizing and strategizing? Right. Because all of that occurred, that kind of stuff occurred before this and continued after mm-hmm. like in order to create this moment in history there was an entire surrounding wave of people primarily black women who did this who set it in motion mm-hmm. and who kept it going mm-hmm. and they're completely missing right from this episode right um like I I stumbled on quite a few message boards or whatever we want to talk about, Facebook comments, talking about this episode and encouraging people to look into Claudette Colvin. Yes. Um, When it comes down to it, there were there was a lot that happened around the the Montgomery bus boycott Mm -hmm. and the striking of the law. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Claudette Colvin um, was uh, how old was she? 16? Yeah, she was a 16 year old girl who um, way prior Mm -hmm. to Rosa actually um, refusing to 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 move move. to the back of the bus, did the same and was arrested. Yes. And so when it comes down to it, this was not a new thing. No. This was not a thing that nobody had done before. No. Um, when it comes down to it, uh, so what Rose's actions kicked off the Montgomery yes. boy, uh, bus boycott. and But that was intentional. And that was intentional. Yeah. So what had happened prior to that was several black yeah. women had refused to move yes. to the back of the bus. Yes. And they were all called to testify during the Supreme Court case or the at least Mon- uh, the Alabama court case that did get that law struck down. Mm-hmm. So and Claudette Colvin yeah. was one of them. Rosa didn't do, didn't do this alone. Right. And it was it was a decided upon thing. Like right. we're going to do this and as a result we're going to boycott the Montgomery bus system. Like right. that was something that was determined. It was not a spur of the moment decision. Rosa was not just a weary seamstress coming home and refused to get up because her feet hurt. That right. is not what happened. Rosa was an activist mm-hmm. and it had been decided beforehand that this is a thing that was going to happen. Right. And she was chosen to be the one to do it at this time. Mm-hmm. And that's the danger in trying to tackle this in this show. You yeah. know, it strips away the nuance completely. It really does. Of what the whole movement was, what we're still going through today, and the people that were involved in it. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest crime of this episode, I feel like. It's yeah. just taking the humanity out of yes. everything that happened yes. in the, in actual history. Yeah. You know, um by by making this moment a pivotal moment takes um and and ma- turning rosa into the tired seamstress again yeah. makes it so her humanity her nuance of actually being a human that was involved in this in the civil rights movement that was an activist that was heavily involved in planning it takes that out completely it removes the agency of black people right it, right. it removes the agency of black people it removes the 
power of black people. Right. And it's so crazy to me because I remember reading a review after this this episode came out saying she didn't lose her agency. And I was like, wait, how do you define her agency? Do you define her agency as she got to do what you thought she already did? Or do you find her agency as actually being a who real she person? Who she was. Right. And the layers of who she was. And and the importance of what she had done and how she had gotten to that place. Right. Because there was a long background story that happened before December the 1st. Right. Right. And so, yes, it removes it removes the fight from black people. Yes. That was a concerted effort Mm -hmm. that she was just the symbol of in that Mm -hmm. moment. It was a concerted effort of black people over centuries Mm -hmm. of fighting for our own emancipation and freedom in this country of a long time before she sat of people who organized and strategized and pushed and figured out together how we're going to tackle this thing Mm -hmm. and of a wave of movement. We, you know, we talk about, well, white people marched too, right? Yeah, they marched too, but we, created that thing Mm -hmm. we created that movement and we powered that movement Mm -hmm. and we died we sacrificed for that movement and so you just erased yeah you erased the flood of people um who who were grabbing taking their own power into their hands and saying we're not going to stand for this anymore it was not a solitary woman who did this Mm -hmm. she knew that it's not how she would have wanted to be portrayed. Right. You know, and so you've just removed, you've removed black people's, their fire <laughs> and their, their warrior abilities, like right. how we go to war for ourselves mm-hmm. every day. And instead of making this a story about the black people who have saved themselves, like we do every day. Mm-hmm. You made it a story about how some white folks helped this one black woman to right. do a thing. And that that is so it's massively disappointing. It is. It it's is massively so disappointing. disappointing. Yep. Ah. Okay. So these were started by black women. Okay. Black Lives Matter. Black women women the me too movement a black woman which by the way non-black people are trying to co-opt right we're not even gonna we're not even we're not even gonna go into that because i'm just gonna go off but the point is right that social justice movements even to the present day are created by and powered by overwhelmingly black women Mm-hmm. And we should have seen them. They yep. should have been represented. Even if they weren't speaking parts, we mm-hmm. at least could have seen Rosa in a meeting with this entire community of black women around. Right. Rosa was just the representative mm-hmm. of all of the many, many, many black women who put themselves on the line. Yep. To, sh- to shove racism into America's faces and make them confronted. Mm-hmm. The many who died, mm-hmm. the many who marched, mm-hmm. the many who sacrificed, who fed these people, 
who funded these people Mm -hmm. because they would do things like have fish fries and all kinds of other stuff just to get money to the folks so that they could do these things. Mm -hmm. And so like that would have made it better. Even showing the community of people that power a movement because this could have just this story is basically just a stand in for social justice movements in general. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if we only have one hour to tell this story, you need to tell it as well as you possibly can. At least show that there are hundreds, thousands, millions of people who fund and do the footwork Mm -hmm. for a movement like this. Right. And it's harmful. Yeah. Uh, It's harmful to put a movement like make the move the progress of a movement put that on the back of an individual mm-hmm. doing thing B or like doing thing A that caused thing B to happen and therefore now we have thing C. You yeah. know? That it's so harmful to the people that are continuing this yeah. fight every day. Because that's not the way it works. No, it is absolutely not the way that it works or any movement works. Yeah. You know, like we talk about the Nazi movement. Mm-hmm. It was the Nazi movement. It was not just Hitler. And yeah. Fundamentally, we as Westerners are really terrible at understanding that. Yeah. That, yes, there may have been a figurehead for this pivotal moment. However, there was a whole movement beyond, around them Mm -hmm. and beyond them that enabled it to happen. Yeah. You know? And so we already mentioned that Rosa was an activist that was very much part of this movement, right in the thick of it. So if, so the very premise of this episode being if Rosa had not gotten on the bus this day if it had not been full then we would not have the progress that we made with the civil rights movement that is fundamentally wrong mm-hmm. categorically a lie yeah because if it not if it had not been then it would have been it would have been another tomorrow. time yeah. it would have been literally tomorrow yeah, yeah. because because they had decided movement. to do like right. it was a thing that was determined right so it wasn't a spur of the moment thing it would have happened at some point the history still would have happened yes. and so basically what this story was saying it was a uh, once again reducing rosa mm-hmm. to a tired seamstress yeah And that's not who she was. Yes, she was a seamstress, but she was also a well-informed, well-resourced social justice warrior. Yep. That's who she was. She was an activist. Right. She was not just a woman who did hymns, who one day decided, I'm not getting up for white folks. Right. That's not how it happened. And we don't want to reduce her again Mm -hmm. to that thing. That was a thing that she fought against her entire life. Right. She wanted to own all of who she was and she wanted us to know all of who she was and all of what she did. Mm-hmm. And so we are once again making her a tired seamstress who just didn't, her feet were hurting and she didn't want to stand up for it. That's yeah. not. It turns her into a happened. myth. Yeah. Right. And the fact is, it ignores the fact that she was chosen. Yeah. To yeah. be this figure on head. purpose, on purpose, yeah, because of the color of her skin, because she was light skinned right. and she was married, and it's on and on and on and right. on and on, right? Right. She was chosen as a figurehead. She had, was decided upon, right? And so, again, she very intentionally did this thing, knowing what was going to happen mm-hmm. as a result of yep. it. So it was not, it was not a spare 
a moment, the spur of the moment thing. She is not a mythological being. She was a person mm-hmm. and she was a person who had the support, the encouragement and the backing of an entire movement of people. Yep. That was a thing that was necessary for all of what happened to happen. Mm-hmm. The, the creation of the bus boycott, the sustaining of the bus boycott, mm-hmm. all of that required the efforts of thousands of people. Yeah. And so this has just removed all of that. Right. You didn't really tell the people the history of anything. Right. Like if what you were hoping to convey was a historical thing, you didn't, you didn't tell no. any people, you didn't tell anybody any history. Right. Um, like people who didn't know the story of Rosa Parks did not come away knowing the story of Rosa right. Parks. Right. Not, not in any way that makes any difference. Mm hmm. Right. If we wanted to make a difference with this, you really want to tell the entire story as it yep. was mm-hmm. and show all of the work and all of the sustaining effort that goes into making the change in the right. world. Because this fight is still going and on. It's still happening. And it's important to say you, one person involved in this movement, what you do is important. Yeah. You don't have to be Rosa to affect change. Mm-hmm. You can help any way you can. And so trying to, everything that this episode did harms those people in those movements. That's right. We, the main thing to be involved in any social activism, you have to be able to sustain it. Yeah. Right. You have to be able to stay confident that in your ability to, to stay involved, you know, you need to be able to stay motivated and little things like this, chip away at that confidence. Mm-hmm. They chip away at the motivation because it be, it makes the goal of being the Rosa so much further away. Yeah. And that's that's unbelievable because this fight is still going on. Yes. And so the very premise of the show of like look at what we achieved at the 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 end of this story it's already kind of flawed, you know, it's already flawed. And I'm going to say kind of, it is flawed because this is a fight that's still going on. Yeah. The the whole reason we have this podcast is the (laughs) fight's still going on. Because it's still happening. Right. You know? And even within the episode, the fight is still going on. Yes. If you have in whatever century this, this terrible time cop or whatever he was supposed to be, if there is still a white supremacist at that point, like, how is there a white supremacist <laughs> from whatever it was he, she said? You know, you're trying to go into the 75th century or whatever. Like, how is it that there are white supremacists traveling through time to get back to 1955 Montgomery, Alabama to put you people in your place to make sure you people don't get out of place? Really? Really, we still have white supremacy that far into the future when there are alien races from throughout the universe, somehow black people still on the bottom to those folks. Like, how is it that this far? So then we're saying that all of this was for nothing. Mm -hmm. It's for nothing. Everything we've done. If that far into the future, black people are still the bottom of the barrel. Mm hmm. Like we're still looked down upon in the future. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Is this man even human? Was he in like, and if he is, how, what are we saying about the human race? Yeah. That that far into the future, we still hate black folks mm-hmm. and we will time travel to go back to make sure that black people are still suffering from segregation. Like, 
This is where I want to declare, and I actually looked it up to see who the artist was who did this installation. And her name is Alicia Wormsley. And it happened in Pittsburgh. And this is where I want to declare there are black people in the future. Because there are so few of us in science fiction and fantasy, which, again, is why part of why Woke Doctor Who even exists, because we wanted to talk about how we people of color aren't even seen in these things that are telling of the future, right? It's why Afrofuturism exists to say that we exist in the future. But I damn sure hope that white supremacists don't. Like, I would really hope that by the time we're at this point in history, whatever that far-flung point of history is, that we do not have people who are still hating Black folk. Because otherwise, what are we doing all of this for? Mm -hmm. What are we doing all of this for? You're saying that Rosa and all of the other people who worked with her, all of their sacrifice was in vain because we're still going to have people from the future digging up time warp energy to come back and i try very hard not to curse <laughs> on our podcast i I curse like a sailor y'all <laughs> i was about to say come back and on us <laughs> poop on us poop on us <laughs> <laughs> that you have somebody who has such a hatred for black people a murderer mm-hmm. who he can't kill none of us, mm-hmm. but he going to make it his business to come back and just make sure to dig into us as much as he possibly can. What are you telling us about the future? You know, what are you saying about us? It is, it is such a bleak thing to say that, Folks will even travel through time to hurt you. <laughs> like, it's such an awfully bleak thing and a story that ultimately is supposed to be uplifting. Yeah. We're supposed to be saying something good. Mm-hmm. We have rise up at the end of rise it. Rise up. Which, by the way, affected me more positively than anything else yeah. in the entire episode. I did like hearing the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that made me teary-eyed. But no, this episode... I was telling Eugenia, if I had to, you know, just kind of sum it up, I would say, y'all tried it. Mm-hmm. Like, you tried it. It it was <laughs> an effort. I think you thought you were doing something big. Mm-hmm. I think you thought you were doing something great. And ultimately, you did nothing. Like, you didn't do anything for me as a black person. What I'm left with at the end of that was, there are still racists in the future. Yeah. That's what was left in my mind. It was not the glory of Rosa. It was not the pride that I feel when I think about the people who were instrumental in the civil rights movement and the thousands of people who sacrificed daily um, to push it, to power it. There was no pride. I didn't feel any pride. I didn't feel any joy. I didn't feel any triumph or victory. You know, even in the moments where when Yaz said, well, in 50 years, there'll be a black president. I thought, and yeah, eight years after that, there will be Trump. Yep. Like there was nothing victorious about this episode at all. What I was left with is that there are racists in the far future. 
and that white people inserted themselves into this very black moment in history. That's what I saw. Mm -hmm. The doctor inserting herself into a very black moment in history. Mm -hmm. So that ultimately I, as a black woman, did not leave this episode feeling all that great, but white people left it feeling really great about themselves. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Like, did you not know about racism before this moment? Mm. Like, did you did you just not know that, like, whether it's the 50s or the 10s, <laughs> 2010s, that racism exists? You yeah. needed this episode to tell you that and you consider it groundbreaking? I... I uh, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing groundbreaking about this for me. And I should have known, like, when I went online and I saw how well received it was <laughs> and how well received it was by white folks. The first thing I thought was, I ain't going to like this. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Yeah. Almost always. When white people love a thing about black people, I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Because the only way for them to love it is for them to feel good about themselves when they come away from it. Right. No white person is going to extol the virtues of something that tells them you full of it. Yeah. And you are awful. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. I was. More swearing. (laughs) I was. I had to take a second. And so when I saw how everybody's like, I was tearing up. I thought this was so wonderful. It was so positive. Oh, Rosa. I knew that I wasn't going to get down with it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Nope. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. People of color. Women of color. Eugenia tweeted about this a few weeks ago when the episode aired. And she said... If you're looking for a place to feel comfortable not liking this episode, you found your place with us. Yep. We're saying it again. If you're looking for a place to feel comfortable about not liking this episode or any episode, you found your place with us. Yep. We know that white folks are out there listening. Hey, white people. Hi. (laughs) Um, And we know that you are invited to the conversation. But this podcast is made by two women of color. Yep. One black woman, one lover of black people. (laughs) (laughs) Who is also Asian. Who is also Asian. Right? (laughs) And so we make this show for us. Right. Who we felt, we felt left out of the conversation. Very much so. And so we wanted to create a space for those of us who feel not represented and left out to have a place to come and talk and feel like somebody out there understands what you were thinking yep. and feeling. So we invite you first, <laughs> women of color, because yes. we make this for you. Yes. Let's make it very clear yes. that this we make you. this show for you. We invite you to talk to us on Twitter, mm-hmm. through our email, yep. however you want. Yep. Um, we invite you to talk to us. We invite you to feel comfortable saying I ain't really dig this or any other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't have to just consume anything that's laid before us. And we don't have to accept crumbs. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And we did already receive an email from a, um, a, a listener who was yes. a black woman. And, and we, I read it and immediately, like, I went into the rest of my meetings that day, like, super confident and super <laughs> happy because I'm like, yes, yes, this is for you. This is for us. Yes. We've re- like, and it made me very happy. Yes. Like, this is these, it's so validating for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, like, going through, you know, my year, many years of Doctor Who fandom, if I did not have a Toya to mm. talk to about these, how I feel about these episodes, I don't know that I'd still be watching the show. Yeah. You know, I really feel like if I was watching this show as one a lone woman of color, I would have stopped many, I would have many stopped. years ago. I would have stopped. I absolutely would have stopped at some point during the Clara years, oh, probably. Yeah. Um, And if not, then I absolutely would have stopped after Bill. Bill's season. Yeah. I wouldn't have come back. Mm-mm. I needed somebody to process these feelings yeah. with and somebody to help me get to a place of hope. Yeah. Um, Somebody to make it fun for me because mm-hmm. otherwise it ain't fun. Right. <laughs> like It wasn't fun. Um, and so, yeah, Eugenia and I have been that for each other. Yes. <laughs> and we have created Woke Doctor Who to be that for you. Yes. So we are hoping that you know that. We're hoping that you feel seen and understood by us. Um, we're so happy. <laughs> yes. We're so happy that some of you out there are already talking back to us. And so we encourage you to continue to talk back to us. But yeah. If we're doing five stars, this is like a decided two and a half or three. Right. It's a eh. Right. And we want to add a little addendum of how many times we each yelled no, no. during the episode. No. No. Several times. Yeah, several yeah. times. So yeah, yeah. The general consensus is no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Our review of the Rosa episode. Yes. And at this point, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. But but we we have have to. to. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.